Hey, everybody, Mark Herman, a.k.a. L.A. Bengals fan on most of the major platforms. And I am joined here, as always, by my partner in crime, Sam Schneider of Primetime Sports Talk. And before we go any further, we need to. We had a special request. Sam will tell you about the longer whistle victory horn blow. So we've now. Yeah, that's that's for that's for uh, uh, my buddy, Matt, a.k.a. Neighbor hood um who actually asked <laughs> us to um blow the horn a little bit longer on our uh our our winning videos there so. you go this was so it, listen it wasn't pretty today but it's a w and they knew we had all heard before the game that zach told the team listen guys you win today and we could be in first place on the plane flight home of the North. And that's exactly what occurred. So mm-hmm. um, just uh, like I said, it had its moments. It wasn't, it was an ugly game, but um, you know what? It's a W and we'll take it after two ugly losses where we've outplayed the, the Niners and the chargers. It was nice to grab this one and um, the North is in our grass. So um, before we yeah, start, I, I think I, I think it's okay to have an ugly game. I mean, yeah. it's football, right? It's football. So um, you know, when your defense only allows 10 points uh over four quarters, uh that's you know pretty good to me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's uh like I said, uh would have liked to have had more points. I said if we could just put 24 points up, I thought that was more than Denver's offense could muster. So, and then we would have been a little more relaxed at the end of the game instead of kind of on the edge of our seat. But uh but still a, a good W. Before we get started, please subscribe. If you don't subscribe, that's all we ask. Hit that, hit that subscribe button, hit the bell, get some alerts. And Sam, tell them where they can find all your stuff. Uh, also comment down below baby yes. so we can respond to you yes comment down below hit the bell hit the subscribe button um you can find me uh, uh on twitter at buy and sell you i write for primetime sports talk you can find us at uh primetime sports talk.com or on twitter at talk primetime there you go so, um, you know, we had a couple, just some quick news, you know, Hendrickson did start, which was great. We had the back injury. We didn't know when we were doing our preview, whether he was in or out. Um, Fred Johnson wound up starting at right tackle. Uh, we had his moments. He, he, he did an adequate job. That's what I'm going to go with. Um, and then Awuzie uh, is out because of his hamstring. He's off the COVID list, but he didn't play today because of his hammy. So hopefully we have him back next week. Um, but we'll do like we always do. We're going to talk about the bad and then we're going to talk about the good. And um, and we'll we'll just jump right into it. Like I said, it was an ugly, ugly start. We we actually had a decent first possession and drove down the field and moved the ball passing. And then we kind of got away from passing and tried to run the ball against a team that's very good against the run. Um, So I was kind of wondering, you know, after that, you know, we got we had one third down conversion in the first half one and then occurred on that first possession when we got when we went up three nothing so other than that we kind of got away i would have liked to have seen a little more creative play calling um but i'm not going to complain too much because once again we did we did get away with the w um 
we got the ball on our third possession. We got the ball on like the 42 yard line. If we could have just mustered a first down, that would have led to points. That was kind of frustrating to get the ball at the 42 and, and end up punting it away. Um, Lots of punts. I think Denver had like five punts in the first half, which is a tribute to our defense. Yeah. Each, each team um, in this game just punted like crazy. Right. Um, So I, which doesn't make for exciting football, but it did culminate in a pretty exciting game at the end. Yeah. And we, um, like I said, both te- both coaches were very conservative. They both realized that, you know, that this was going to be trying to keep it a one possession game, um, especially on Denver's side. Um, and I thought in the first half, I don't know what your opinion was in this, but I thought Burrow was holding the ball way too long. I was kind of hoping for plays where it was one, two, three, it's out. You know, knowing that, you know, knowing what we had on the offensive line that we had, you know, Fred Johnson in there and whatnot. I just <laughs> I, I kind of expected a scheme that was more going to be more like that, where Burrow didn't hold the ball. Um, he had some really well-timed runs, but I thought overall he he held the ball too long. I didn't like the the way we did our play calling in terms of not designing plays to get the ball out of his hand quickly. So. Well, you know, you know, I've, I've complained about that for the last, you know, I, I don't know, three weeks um, right. that uh, that Burrow holds holds the ball too long. And I get blasted for it in the comments right. um, because everybody says that he can do no wrong. Um, but I, I did like uh, the play calls of, you know, having him roll out, um, having him. uh uh, uh, do runs up the middle, like quarterback keepers um, that were obviously called plays. So I appreciate that, but I do agree with you um, that he has to recognize your right tackle's gone. Right. Like your, your normal right tackle is gone. You've, you got to do something. And, and your right guard left during this game, uh, Adenji left. And Carmen came in right. and Carmen played very, very well. Yes, he but, did. I was very pleased to see that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I agree with you. He was definitely holding the ball too long. That's been kind of a, a thing this year. Um, it, it's just one of those things where I, I say it every week. This isn't college anymore. It's not college anymore. Mm-hmm. You, these are not college players coming at you. Um, so you need to get rid of the ball. Yeah. He did have that one rollout. It was called back by penalty where he was able to kind of, it turned into a backyard play and he was able to hit chase way down the field. Oh, it was awesome. But, but the play didn't stand because of a penalty. Um, we did have a couple penalties that drove me nuts. One of them was we had a chance to get the ball back with like two minutes left and we committed an offsides. Uh, and ended up making a third and six, a third and one, and they converted eight up more clock. It ultimately didn't cost us the field goal because we did get the ball, a big pass to Boyd, and all of a sudden you you tried out Evan Almighty and we did get the field goal. But if we had gotten the ball back with two minutes, who's to say that's not a touchdown? You know, we've right. made a lot of hay in the last two minutes of a half. 
And I really kind of wanted to see that. So, so that kind of, uh, that kind of pissed me off that uh, taking a third and six to a third and one, when you're playing a team that struggles when it's more than third and five. So that was kind of a bunk. And then the, the Eli Apple pass interference call, I thought that was BS. I mean, that was so that that contact is looked it was so nothing there was no jersey sweats it was a little bit of the hand on the waist and then he pulled it away and i just thought that was a real ticky tack call you could have called that all day on patrick certain and they never did so you know yeah i i think even on that even on that play i think it could have been called either way right um, i it, it could have been offensive as well right. um it's just you know, I guess it's the old, you know, adage of, you know, um, they don't see who strikes first, they see who strikes second. And um, that's what it felt like to me. Like, you know, um, Eli did one thing, the other guy did another thing, uh, or vice versa, rather. And, um, and so they called it on Apple. When in fact it very very well could have been offensive interference. It should have just been a no call, yeah, and most of the I time agree. that's a no call. So I was like, if you're going to call the game that way, call it that way all across the board, or don't. That should have been. I thought that was one that should not have have been there. Um, last couple things because I don't want to harp too much on the bad um, because there was a lot of you know, like I said, the first say two and a half quarters we we were in this defensive struggle so there was a lot of team you know there was a lot on both sides stopping themselves um the kareem hunt got kareem uh khalid kareem got hurt on his fumble recovery return right. which turned out he was down by contact so he didn't even need to be running downfield but but um but it was a shame because he was playing really good up he was point. and that was a great just i mean he just he just picked Glock's pocket I mean, that was a great, great. I mean, they were they were driving to get a score. So that was big. And then the other thing was Wayne's. Wayne's got completely burned. What we talked about, how he hasn't been out there enough. He did have his moments where he played well today, but there were two plays in particular, the, the obviously the touchdown that he gave up to Patrick. He had position. It looked like he was going to make a play. And then just, you know, a Patrick kind of undercuts him. And it looked like offensive PI, but it wasn't. He made no contact with Waynes. That was one where he got burned. And then Waynes had a chance to make a tackle on Williams at the one-yard line for like a huge loss when Denver was starting inside their five and um, and then missed the tackle. So hopefully that stuff he can clean up. It was good to see him back, though, because with the Wouziers, Hammy, and all that, we need all the DB bodies we have, especially when yeah, we're light I, at linebacker. Yeah, I think – I think um... I think overall, uh, my grade for Wayne's today would be uh, in the high B's. Um, I, I think he did well. Uh, he did get burned, but we know he's rusty. Um, right. You know what I mean? We know he's been hurt. Um, but overall, he had a lot of really, really good coverage today. So right. I was, you know, obviously not thrilled, uh, but I was very satisfied. Right. With, his, uh, with his performance. Right. Well, like I said, he's got a shot. You want to put all the naysayers. No one's going to talk about missing last year. No one's going to talk about the We have a huge game coming up. We have, uh, you know, possible playoff games. You know, make your statement late in the season. 
all will be forgiven. I mean, we all have very short memories in terms of, you know, it's the, what have you done for me lately? Um, if he does something, if he does something really big next week against Baltimore and uh, we finish out this year strong, then uh, make the playoffs and who knows what happens in the postseason? all will be forgiven with Wayne. So sure. that's all I have on the negative. Um, like I said, I talked about only having one third down conversion in the first half. Um, and then I just want to transition to the uh, to the good. If you've got any other negative you want to talk about, or no, 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 no. let's go, let's go let's to the do good. it. All right. So first thing, Evan Almighty, come on, man, fifty eight yarder, new Bro. record for the Bengals on field. Oh, he was he was money. He he was money. I mean, our first three scores, I would have liked them to at least get in the end zone once, but I'll take the nine points. Uh, points were a premium. When you, when you have a 15-10 game, this is why I never understand. You know, I looked at like the – watching the Cardinals earlier today when they lost to Detroit. They had a chance. I know it was only three points, but you're down 14 nothing. Make it 14-3. It's so deflating to not get points when you drive downfield that sometimes it's not about, oh, we got to get a touchdown. It's about keeping the, the good feeling and the momentum going. I thought, you know, Arizona should have taken that field goal early on. Today, I was happy that we took the three points because, like I said, in a 15-10 game, all those field goals matter. They're huge. What I think is amazing is that, there are still Bengals fans out there that are annoyed that we took a kicker in the draft. And I'm like, dude, we haven't had a good kicker in so, 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 so long. So what are the chances that a guy we sign off the street are going to hit a 53 yarder and a 58 yarder? Right. I mean, the chances are minimal at best. Right. So I'm really, really glad to have Evan on the squad. Oh, that's no question. He's he's was a great use of a fifth round pick. He's been everything we wanted. We have our kicker of the future. It's it's I can't think back. I think Jim Breach was the last kicker we used to run out that I felt really good about. You know, Breach was money. <laughs> right. Well, it would have been it would have been Jake Elliott before we um, before we didn't before put Marvin him put him on the practice squad, squad. Let, him, let him go to Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. And he's kicking 50 yarders for them. But I actually like I actually like Evan more than Elliott, but we wouldn't have drafted Evan if we start Elliot, but I agree with you. Yeah. We, we did make the kicker a draft pick. We had him. And for some reason, Marvin kept Bullock. So, hey. and that's why one of the many reasons why Marvin's not there anymore. So, but well, but and, Evan Almighty, well, and Marvin, uh, let's just, let's just, let's just put it to bed. Marvin kept a lot of old guys yeah. because he was an old guy. Right. So he kept all the guys that had been there with him the whole time the veterans, instead of actually looking to youth, which is exactly what Zach Taylor has done. Right. Zach Taylor has said, we're going young. Let's go. Hey, Mark, do you know what the average age of this team is? I don't know what the average age is, but I do know we're the fourth youngest team. In the it's NFL. the fourth youngest team in the NFL. So, yeah, <laughs> we have, you know, I went and I looked at the rosters. You know, I've talked about how we've turned this roster over. There are five Bengals on this roster that were on the Marvin Lewis team. Can you name those five Bengals? Uh, I could, but you're putting me on the spot. It's Mixon, 
Um, it's Clark Harris. No, it's Mixon, Boyd. Um, yes, Harris, Evans, yeah, Clark Harris, yeah, Clark Harris, Evans, and there's one other that uh, that's on the roster. I can't, and it slips my mind. But there are five Bengals. I went through the roster to see who was. Oh, I know who it is. It's CJ Uzama. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, well, so there's your sense. five. Other than those five guys, this is a whole new roster. Yeah. <laughs> so when we talk about it being the young team and all that, Zach, it took him a couple years, but he literally turned this entire roster over. That's, That's correct. It. And now look at him. He's got eight wins. He's yep. got eight wins after a, a, what, a three win season. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, no, no. Like I said, so this is this when we talk about this team not being tied to the past Bengal teams, this is what we're talking about because there's most of these guys in the locker room don't know anything about our, our you know, playoff utility, all that. They don't know anything about that. They're no. looking straight to the future and they, that's not even in their brain. So that's kind of the makeup. I want people to understand that's why this is a, a new day. It really is. Well, and it's and it's encouraging because if you if we actually make the playoffs, um, there's not that lingering feeling of the uh, uh, the extra um, uh, I don't know impetus to win because you're in the playoffs because these guys they haven't been there they right. haven't, they haven't well, been there and none of them are on the roster in 2015 during the meltdown. So they right. don't have any recollection of that. That's pre-Boyd. That's pre-Mixon. That's obviously it's Jeremy Hill was a fumbler. So, but it's, that's, so you have no, none of those guys are even part of that squad. So that's when we're talking about a young team. This is what we're talking about. This was literally almost an entire roster turnover. Have yeah. to say this, Eli Apple breaking up that touchdown in the birth. I said, oh my gosh, Eli Apple, you know, it's been a difference. And I don't know what, if the flip switched in his head, but I complained a lot that he went and he committed penalties before he would try to make a football play. But when you watch him break up that pass, that's exactly what we were asking for. Go make a play on the ball. Don't, don't commit a penalty on the guy. Play football. And he right. did today. Well, he knocked it, that ball out. It was great. It's it's been like it's been like three or four straight weeks now that Eli Apple is actually playing really good football, right. and that's really really exciting. Right. Um, and we needed it with Awuzie out, right? Um, and Wayne's coming out coming back, but being a little bit rusty. Um, we really needed Eli to step up and he did today. Right. No, he absolutely did. And it's one of those things to where um, now I'm really happy about the Apple signing and, and Anna Rumo schemed it right because most of the plays today, when Eli Apple was in single coverage, he knew he had Bates coming over. They showed on plays where, where Bates was breaking up to support Apple and the yep. double coverage at the top of the screen. I think he covered Cortland Sutton most of the day, but, yes, he did. but that was it. So, so, but it was nice to see Anarumo because I think Eli can then play football knowing he's got Bates on the back end of that, that helps him out a lot too. So 
kudos to Anna Rumo also, because I thought we did a really good job overall. We did a pretty good job of shutting down their running game. Williams did have a couple plays where he's just a, he's a bruising running back. They hit a home run with him drafting him this year as a, he's a yeah, running absolutely. back. He, he looks like he's got, he makes so many yards after contact. He's tough to bring down, but I thought overall we did a pretty good job on him today. I was pleased with Anna Rumo's scheme. I, I agree. And, and, you know, overall, um, I, I think the defensive backfield just played well uh, as a whole. I think um, Mike Hilton played really, really well today. Um, like we were talking about with Apple, I think he played great. Um, I think Trey Waynes um, looked a little rusty, but overall still played pretty well. Um, and all of that is encouraging and let's not, you know, gloss over the fact that our defensive line was in the backfield of Denver, um, all day long. I mean, right. all day long, even when they did complete passes and, um, and did get off, uh, good runs. We were back there the whole yeah. time. Oh, yeah. No, we pressured Bridgewater and then Locke later. Um, before I forget to say it, we all want Teddy Bridgewater to be okay. There was really no hit on that play because we lost um, one of our linebackers who went low, but Bridgewater hurdles him. So there was no contact there. Right. He hurts his knee. And then um, Bridgewater gets a little bit hit, but it's the shoulder and the way his head hit the ground. That yeah. was the issue. That was no, so there was no dirty hit there, but we all want, uh, that was the last thing we wanted. I love Bridgewater at Louisville. I'm just a high character guy. So I'm hoping that Bridgewater is fine and it's nothing long-term, but we pressured yeah, him. We pressured him all I, day. No, we, I, I don't think anybody wants to wish for, for injuries. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we wish him the best and he's, you know, Bridgewater has been around the league a while yeah. And, uh, and he's had a lot of injuries. Um, so I, I, I wish only the best for him. I want to jump on something that you just said. Uh, you mentioned uh, the linebackers and um, without Akeem Davis Gaither and without Logan Wilson, um, Jermaine Pratt showed up yes. today. Yes. I mean, he's been showing up all season, but today, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God, this yeah, he, guy. He played well uh, and he played well in coverage too. The the one he wasn't covering Fant, Fant got completions, but he yeah. did a pretty good job on Fant for most of the day. Um, and then obviously we had Marcus Bailey back, which was a uh, I think we probably rushed him back because we were so lean, but he had he had some decent moments today. So. I love, I, I love Marcus too. So, I mean, you know, most teams at this point play a five, two, five, um, or a five, two, four, uh, excuse me. And, um, and, you know, so there's usually only two linebackers on the field. So Logan and Gaither were like the only two guys out there, right. um, you know, unless we were stacking the box for Pratt, Pratt um, and Gaither. So, so, so having Pratt and Marcus Bailey right. out there today was really, really impressive. You yeah. know what I mean? And they, and Pratt, I, I mean, I don't know the stats in front of me, but if I had a guess, I'd say Pratt had 10 tackles. 10 um, tackles. I have the stats right here. So let's, uh, 
Let's go to them. Marcus Bailey had five. Jermaine Pratt had nine solos. 15, there you go. 15 tackles. So there you go. He, he was he was our star today on uh, there's no question. There yeah. you go. He was yeah. unreal. Are, those are Ray Lewis kind of numbers. When you when yeah, you, I put we we have individual defensive guys in our fantasy league. I'm in a dynasty league on steroids, and and so I track that stuff. And Ray, I never ever had linebackers on Baltimore because Ray Lewis would have like 18 of the tackles. You know, so it was like there's nobody else scoring. Right. Um, and th- when you see 15 total and nine solos, those are those are Ray Lewis kind of numbers. So I'm telling uh, you, it just, I, I just feel like every time I turned around, it was Jermaine Pratt, Jermaine Pratt, Jermaine yeah, Pratt, right. Jermaine Pratt. Like yeah. the, the announcers just kept saying his name. And I was like, man, he's having a great game. And I really like this guy. It right. took him a little while to come into his own, right. but he's, uh, he's been playing just unbelievably this season. Yeah, we were able to escape today with the win without with resting Logan Wilson with, you know, not putting a woozy in there. So we'll get another week of rest on them. So hopefully, you know, we're getting healthy because we're getting into these last three games. And next week, I mean, it's huge. Uh, in terms oh, of, that's, that's, enormous. This is and you know that, you know, that Baltimore is going to come out guns a blazing, whether it's Lamar or Huntley. Huntley put up 30 on uh you know, on green Bay today. So this isn't, this isn't a, Oh gee, we're going to win because Lamar's not playing. We don't know that. So um, let's go on a couple more things I had. First of all, Boyd makes a really, that part, that Sammy Perrine run when we're, when we're driving, we end ultimately end up getting a field goal on the drive. And that's the first drive of the second half, but Boyd has a big, big block that, that really springs that. And then the other thing was, so we get the field goal, we get drive on that drive in the third quarter. We only had four first downs in the whole first half. We had four first downs just on that drive. So right. it kind of was a big thing to show, Hey, we can move the ball down the field. Um, so I really like that when we give up the score, um, uh, that uh, that Trey Wayans, you know, misses and we end up giving the score up to Patrick. Um, we had a great answer. Burrow hits Boyd on that long ball. And oh, the only thing great. the only thing bad I can say about that bribe is that Boyd doesn't hold on to the two point conversion because it hits him right there. I mean, that was there for the taking. We yeah. could have been up seven and breathed a little sigh of relief. That's the thing you're getting towards the end of the game. Denver did what they wanted. They kept it to a one score game. So you know, if something had happened, we could have lost the game because we were only up by five. So it would have been nice to get that two pointer. And then the Khalid Kareem strip of lock. Oh my gosh. He just picked his pocket. Um, and, and, and I think, and- I think overall, uh, Samaje, uh, Pirine, uh, uh, played well, right. Uh, if, if, if sparingly, um, obviously mix and hit the bench for a little bit. Um, but, uh, but overall, when he was in there, even when, even before Mixon was out, uh, Samaje played pretty, pretty yeah. well in his absence. I don't have the stats in front of me, but um, I, I think he did a, a good job today. And I would guess that his, I mean, against Denver, their front seven is so good. Yeah. So it's really hard to say, like, yeah, he got five yards of carry or something like that. Seven and a half. What's a 30? Four four carries for 30 yards. There you go. So they were, and they were very timely. He had the longest run of the day, I believe, that uh, 22 yard run. 
that he ripped off was the long run of the day, which yeah, that was the big one with the with the with, with the, the void block, the void and all block. That. Yeah. yeah. So so Mixon was seventeen for fifty eight, but um, and here's the kicker: I had this on my list here, and this isn't about the design runs. This was about Joe sensing the pocket when he saw the middle of the field open, and he only needed three or four yards. Very timely runs, usually to get a first down. So it was five carries for 25 yards, but those were a big five carries. They really, they really were because think about it. We're in a third and four. He scrambles around. We keep the sticks moving. It was I think a field position game that was important. And I was really pleased that Joe played. And I talked about this all the time, situational football. Hey, don't throw the ball 25 yards when you need three and you can run for eight, right? right. Let's get the eight. Let's move the sticks and we'll set up another scenario where you could throw at 25 yards, but situational football was, was really the theme today because our defense got off the field a lot of the times in the situations they needed. And like I said, Joe's timely running situational football. I mean, that's how you win these ugly kind of games. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think it's worth mentioning also that, um, uh, you know, we we slagged Joe Burrow um, early uh, for holding on to the ball too long. Although I, I do want to mention that I really thought that a lot of times when he came to the line of scrimmage and changed up the play, um, I mean, it was almost Peyton Manning-esque. Right. You know what I mean? He came up and it, it's like it didn't even come in from the sideline. He just came in and said, now nah, we're changing this right now. And it, it was, it was good. I, a lot of times it resulted in a great play, whether it was a run or a pass right. or anything else. Um, and that's really exciting to see from a second year player. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so I, that really, really kind of thrilled me. He looked like, a veteran out there, even though, you know, like we said, he had some issues early in the game, but um, gosh, I, I just, I don't feel like we're ever out of the game when Joe Burrow yeah. is under center. Well, that that's the, that the whole feeling in Cincinnati now is, is, I mean, look how bright our future is because we know who, who our captain is, who's leading. Right. The trip. So, um, and you know what? There were two passes today. You know, there was the one rollout where we missed the block and Justin Simmons takes out Burrow. And that was a, that was a, we had just got the first down and then all of a sudden we're in like a second and 21 after that play. And that kind of killed that drive against this, this defense. But then there was a play later on where he's in trouble. He rolls out. He does kind of a pirouette to get out of the way and chucks the ball out of bounds. And Charles Davis said, that's the prettiest incomplete I've ever seen. Because instead of taking like a 12-yard loss and getting drilled, he gets rid of the ball. It's like, live to play another down. It's like, so I think, you know, that that he, you know, he talked about after the bye um, about taking what the defense gives him and stuff. That's it. You know, when the defense gives you that escape hatch where you can, where you can dodge a huge negative play and just, and just make it an incomplete. And I remember Charles Davis saying, that's the prettiest incomplete pass Joe Burrow's thrown all day. Because, you know, I, you know, I've been, I've been begging for this for weeks. Right. I'm like, Joe, just get rid of the ball. Just throw, chuck right. it out of bounds, dude. Chuck right. it out or chuck it at, somebody's feet or, or something. And when he did that, 
I, I I almost jumped out of the chair and started clapping. Yeah, I was so excited. Yeah, no, it's instead a, of trying to part, force it, don't try yeah. to force it. And that's part of situational football. I mean, understand the situation. Live to play another down. Don't take the eight or the ten or the twelve yard loss. And and we did that today. So overall, guys, king of the north. They're on the flight home. King of Harbaugh the north went for two again. Failed. They lost the game to Green Bay, and I, and I and I'm not bashing Harbaugh for going for two because I think if I was facing Aaron Rodgers in a game where he put up 31 on us, I wouldn't want to go into overtime against Aaron Rodgers. So me neither. So I understand him going for two, um, yep. you know, both times, and I know he was lean on DBs. So well, I'm but, glad um, he didn't get it. But King of the North, and even if Cleveland wins on, I think they're playing tomorrow. Even if yeah, they Cleveland tomorrow. wins tomorrow, we're still yeah, the NFL, can we can I just say something real quick about that? Sure. It's total BS that the NFL moved the Cleveland and Washington games because of COVID. Um, because nobody else gets that, nobody else has gotten that, right? And they're just and they're just like, oh, let's give them an extra day, right? It's well, they did it for the Rams too, but yeah, that's uh. It's so, baloney. Well, it's also, and don't think the NFL, I'm not saying that they're playing favorites with teams, but the NFL is a dollar driven league. Okay. Well, and, yeah. And, I here, know that. and here's what, and here's what they, here's what they created with a Thursday game, Friday game, Saturday game, or Sunday. I think there's Chris. So they basically, I think the and now two on Monday, two on Tuesday. Right. So, and this is all in this holiday crunch. So they literally made it to where they have the NFL on every day, but Wednesday. Right. So don't think that that wasn't in their mindset. Hey, we have an excuse or we can literally take over TV ratings, you know, for the next week. And this is what they did. So which, I don't know that which, it was as much about helping the teams as it was about TV. I think that that was the big push. Well, which don't get me wrong. Um, I like having the NFL on every day right i, right. I, I, I love it so right. i i'm i'm not complaining about it so much but when it's a team in your division that's you know having some issues and you're like no you play your game well and figure it out and aren't they playing early the cleveland five o'clock no uh, no no but aren't I, uh, but you no know, they're playing on monday but then their turnaround is like friday or saturday because they have uh, to play the Packers. So this leads to, yeah, they have all this COVID, but then Saturday, they have, to have yeah. another, yeah, they have another short week. So they're going to be playing Monday. So in a lot of ways, if you wanted to just lose this game and you would have had a better timeline, but it's all. Yeah. So, uh, Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland plays uh, 5 p.m. Um, Eastern on Monday. And then, yeah, I believe they play the Packers on uh saturday right and i tweeted out right after the um right after the uh arizona loss to the rams i tweeted out that this was a great thing for the bengals because what happened was is it gave green bay the one seed and now green bay has an incentive to keep the one seed and don't think that aaron Rodgers has absolutely no intention of giving that one seed up he wants to be home for the playoffs so guess what their game was against baltimore today their games against Cleveland, they have huge incentive to win both of those. That could just aid us in getting the the North Crown. Because well, yeah, and they're they're a far better better team than than both of those clubs. Yeah. So and the uh, and even if Cleveland wins tomorrow, 
we are still top of the division because it would be a three-way tie. We have the best division record. So the head-to-head with Cleveland means nothing when you get to a three-way tie. The head-to-head goes out the door and it's division record, which we're leading on. So even if Cleveland wins, we are still going to be the first place in the North and we can solidify our position there by winning next Sunday. Right. Against the Ravens. This is this is the big game. We need to see the same effort we saw when we went to Baltimore. That's what this team needs to do. We know they're focused on their division games. Um, This would be great to sweep Baltimore and Pittsburgh in the same year would be huge. So that's what we're looking at. This is a great week. Like I said, Zach said to the team before the game, we could be in first place in the north flying home tonight. And that's exactly where they are. Hopefully they enjoy it. Burrow said in his presser, hey, we're going to savor this moment, but we know we've got a huge game next week. So they already know that that, that, the, that everything is in front of them and in their control. And that's all you can ask for. So that's right. Big, big, big win this week. Um, you saw our preview. John Sharon actually like the Bengals, but he said, I'm doing the reverse hex pick. And he took, uh, he took Denver today. So the reverse hex worked, John. So that's, uh, that's good work. You were also on Denver, but it wasn't. A reverse I, I, took, I took Denver too. <laughs> hey, you know, take Baltimore next week and then we'll win. I just want the W's. I want to say get no more. Even. The big thing for me, I know that it's a young team, but if we can get to the postseason. This team can get experience in the postseason. So next season, it won't be their first taste of the postseason. Look at the progression of Buffalo and Josh Allen and where when they made the playoffs but lost in the first round to Kansas City. The next year they come back, they make the AFC championship game. You know, that's the kind of you, you know, you want to see that kind of maturity, that kind of timeline. And that's that's why that's why to me it's very big just getting to the postseason. Well, I'll I'll repeat what I said uh earlier again. Um you know, we were talking about this is not the same team. This is not right. your father's Bengals. This is not even our Bengals. Right. Um, this is a, a much younger team that doesn't know any better. So I, if they actually make the postseason, I, I actually have, you know, tremendous resolve that they're that they'll actually win a playoff game. Yeah. I really believe that. I, I believe they'll they'll buck the trend. I'm not saying they're I'm not guaranteeing they're going to make the playoffs this year, but it's a big deal. No, it would be this would be a huge thing like I said just getting the taste of the postseason this year would put us we'd be so much farther ahead than I thought we were going to be. Like we we were just shooting for a positive season coming in here. I thought we would obviously I bet this over six and a half obviously we're there. I also bet that we would make the playoffs and win the North, but I was throwing, you know, money, assuming we would make the seven wins, Um, but this would put us a lot farther down the learning curve. If we were to make the postseason and get this, get this young team, um, you know, some, uh, some, some, some postseason experience. So there's some, there's something to be said for Joe Burrow. You know what I mean? Um, You know, you make the playoffs, you lose. You make the playoffs, you lose. You make the playoffs, you lose. Now you got Joe Burrow. He makes the playoffs. I'm like, all bets are off. Uh, yeah, no. We're, we could be a very dangerous team with our offense and our ability to run the ball and the way our defense is playing. Um, obviously, health is going to play into it. But, you know, we get Wayans back. We get a Wouzier back. This could be a very interesting. This could be a scary team that you don't want to see coming in. 
That's you right. Know, you're one of these division winners. We're not a team you want. And look at the defense today. Yeah. So I mean, so, goodness gracious. Yeah. So it was a real positive day, guys. Enjoy this. Go watch uh, you know, football night in America. They're not going to have any bad things to say about us. We're top of the north. And and the showdown's next week. It's Raven Week, baby. And it's an important one. So that's right. We will be back as always with our preview this Thursday. Um I don't know if we want to do it earlier. We might want to do it on Wednesday since we have games on Thursday and Friday. I don't know. We'll, we'll think about it. But this week, that's why you need to subscribe and you need to hit the bell. So you get the notification. And comment down below, right. baby. So you know, you'll know because you will get the notification that our video's up. It'll be sometime before Christmas, uh, you know, before the end of the week. We will get it up. And um, and then we'll have our recap. And hopefully we are blowing all even a longer blast on that victory horn. I'll do three breaths this time if we can beat the Ravens this week. So that's but, just for neighbor just for neighbor that was today but i'm i'm promising you three blasts if we beat the uh if we beat the ravens this week so um with that i'm gonna say who day everybody who day all right king of the north enjoy it take care